When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. And the name of the book is After Steve, How Apple Became a Trillion Dollar Company and Lost Its Soul. Trip Mickle is the author. And this is something everyone's got to get. And I'm fascinated. I've ordered mine. And Trip Mickle is here and, you know, his work as a reporter for many years and terrific work it is. Trip Mickle, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. What kind of feedback are you getting from people inside the company? Are you hearing either critiques? Are you hearing people deny things? What was the initial reaction of Apple? Apple has made known their displeasure with some elements of the book, um, but mainly just like, you know, the arc of it, uh, the idea that, that this, this company that was kind of a powerhouse of innovation has, has, has lost some of that as it has become more of a place of method over magic. Uh, I think that's their central frustration. Beyond that, I haven't, I haven't heard too many major nits. Um, there are many long time, Apple employees who have left the company and, and then others who I'm part of my source network who, who feel like the book is, you know, more than fair and is an accurate portrayal of, of the way this company has transformed over the past decade. I mean, it's a transformative company all itself. Is there anything that you found out, you discovered that threw you for a loop or that shocked you? You've been covering Apple quite a bit as a reporter, but is there anything in your research for this that just floored you? You know, it's interesting. Um, the book is really a character study of, I mean, you know, it's really it's almost in many ways, it, it doubles as a biography of two figures, uh, Tim Cook, the CEO of the company and Johnny Ive, the chief design officer who is, you know, was, was Steve Jobs' longtime partner in, in creating a lot of the products, all the products that Apple has, has brought into the world. Um, and in w- reporting on each of them, I learned something that I didn't expect. And in Tim Cook, I didn't expect to go to his hometown of Robertsdale, Alabama, really small place, about an hour outside of Mobile. Uh, I expected to go there and find out that, you know, this guy was kind of worshipped, right? I mean, here, here's this small, small, small town local guy done good uh and instead what i found was he he was a bit of a local pariah in part because he he told a story that some people question whether it's true or not about a cross burning uh in alabama and his hometown in the in the early 70s um and that just is put a kind of a black eye i guess publicly uh because he told the story that was repeated in the new york times put a black eye on the community and so so he's he's not as beloved there as I expected him to be. Um, by contrast, Johnny Ive uh, is this really fascinating character who uh, has such a keen sense for imperfections in the world around him that people question if he has like uh, 
like x-ray vision or uh, the ability to see things that others can't. And I don't know that we'll ever answer that, but there's a, there's a funny anecdote in the book about him sitting down at a, at a, at a bar in a restaurant with a colleague after doing some work in Asia. And he looks down this 30 foot long uh, stainless steel bar and just, you know, shakes his head in disgust and says, I can see every seam in this bar. And the guy sitting beside him looks down the bar and doesn't see a thing except smooth silver metal uh, all the way from one end to the other and looks at him and goes, man, your life must be miserable, you know? And that, 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 that to me is just kind of emblematic of the, the eye this guy has. Oh my God. Let's jump back to the cross burning. Something that isn't funny is the community in Alabama is a small town in Alabama. Are they angry and are they disputing that it ever happened or are they mad that he told the story and painted them in such a light? Uh, they dispute that it happened. I mean, he had one of his good friends reach out and challenge the, the anecdote and say, if this happened, like, why didn't you go to the police? If this happened, um, you know, why, why didn't you, why didn't you raise it with your parents? What did they do when you did? Um, Tim Cook didn't have an answer according to this person's recollection, uh, to those questions. Uh, his, his answer was, do you, are you calling me a liar? Right. Um, there's no, from my reporting, there's no, there was no easy way to resolve this. Uh, there were, there was a, there was a teacher I spoke with who recalled Tim Cook talking about the story uh, around the time he was in high school, which points to the fact that it, that, it, you know, there's longevity to this, you know, it's not something that he, he began telling later in life. Uh, but by the same token, uh, many of the townspeople are right. There were no black residents in the town at the time. Um, and they, you know, the first black resident didn't move into town until some years later. And so the, there is an open question as to whether this was a real event or not. After seeing how Apple became a trillion dollar company and lost its soul, Trip Mickle is our very special guest. And he's written a home run here and hit a home run. And so many people are praising and raving about this book. Everyone's got to get it. We urge everyone to get two. Get one for yourself and get one for someone who thinks Apple hasn't sold their soul. How about that? And have them <laughs> disputed from here. When you use a term like that, sold the soul, I'm sure you have a lot of agreement on that. There are people that are anti-Apple or anti-big business or whatever. But the ones that say you're wrong, what do they point to? What's their defense of Apple on this? And what do they think you're doing? Do they think you're just anti-business? What kind of uh, oh, criticism are they coming back with? Well, I th I th they're often, you know, judging the book by its cover and not and not giving it a read. So I, you know, I haven't had anybody who's read the book who's given me feedback that suggested, like, you know, it's it's uh, it, it, the the subtitle mis misstates or misrepresents what the what the book is about. I mean, the subtitle speaks to what happened to the company in 2019, and this is really the arc of the book. It really tells the story of of why Johnny Ive, this this person that Steve Jobs considered his creative soulmate, if you will, the soul of the company, decided to ultimately leave in 2019. I mean, he he grew increasingly disillusioned with the company itself as it became more operational out of necessity to manage the expectations of Wall Street as it became bigger and bigger and bigger. 
Trip, I want to congratulate you not only on the book and the rave reviews that you're getting, but also on the work that you've done all along. Your reputation precedes you and wonderful work over the years reporting on just this as well. Can you give us a website, a social media site, and fill us in on anything else you'd like to before you leave? Sure. I mean, you can find the book on Amazon if you, if you search after Steve or, at, you know, you can ask for it at your local bookseller if they don't have it, if that's your preferred way of getting it. You can follow me at Trip Nickel uh, on Twitter. That's with two P's. And also keep track of my work, ongoing work about Apple and the New York Times. Trip Nickel, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Trip Nickel, everyone, is the author of After Steve how Apple became a trillion-dollar company and lost its soul. Trip Mickle is a writer-reporter with the Wall Street Journal and different sources. And, you know, so much of him, so much of his work has been, you know, focusing on Apple. And why not? It's a major company, an incredible company. And after Steve, of course, talking about Steve Jobs and the death of Steve Jobs, what happened afterwards. And, you know, we'll see from there. But again, it's obviously conjecture that it'll be the criticism from the outside standpoint. But again, try to get all sides of every story as you're doing things. Apple is such a fascinating company to a lot of people. And I think a lot of young people as well. And if you see the way they've built this company, it's, it's nothing short of amazing. And, you know, again, I guess people could say, hey, you know, Trip Mickle, just trying to bring down the big guys and, and so forth. But, uh, hey, you know what? Get the book, check it out, and decide for yourself. Again, the name of the book, the name of the book is After Steve, How Apple Became a Trillion-Dollar Company and Lost Its Soul is the full title. And Trip Mickle, longtime Wall Street Journal reporter. And Frank McKay here, signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a very talented lady, and she is uh, singer-songwriter Rachel Platten, but also add author to her her uh, set of credits. Uh, the name of the book, I just ordered two of them, You Belong. It's a children's book, and everyone buy two. Buy two of these. It's, uh, it, it's terrific. And you can uh, get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and everywhere they have fine books. And it's uh, it's by the uh, the artists that you know from Fight Song and Stand by You and so many other great songs. A very talented lady and a and a fairly new mom. I, I'd say congratulations, but it might be a little little late in congratulate in congratulating you on the baby. But congratulate uh, congratulations on the book and the baby. Why not, Rachel Platten? Welcome. Thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. And you, you can. I think I appreciate. It. I'll take your congratulations on Violet. <laughs> Violet Sky is a any any book that's uh, that is inspired by Violet Sky is a, is a must get for people. Uh, how long in the, <laughs> how long in the making has the book been, and and how long did it take you to actually go from start to finish? So I wrote it actually as a song, and um, I was 
I wrote it when Violet was in my belly, and the song took me 30 minutes to write, if if maybe if that, you know, and then it was the first time I really connected with the fact that I was growing a human, and it was a rush of feelings, like all these things I wanted to say to her, and all these, you know, feelings I was having about becoming a mother, and the message that I wanted to give this baby that they they were enough just as they were, that she would never have to earn my love, that she would never have to be strong or, you know, she could just be herself. And um, so the song was written so quickly and it was a beautiful, like effortlessly effortless thing because I, I released it and was playing, I played it on a couple of morning shows and my agent, I think fielded calls from publishers who reached out being like, this is a beautiful children's book, actually. Like, it's a beautiful song, but I think these words could be a book. So the process was um, short in the making in that sense, but then it was a year in the making after that of, like, you know, start to finish with my illustrator and the publisher. You know, I think your timing is perfect for this. Think of all the young mothers that are sequestered, that are that are self-quarantined. Yes. And, and dealing with uh, with this, this is a unique situation. Uh, it, it, if anybody's gone through this before, uh, it happened in 1918, and they're very old, and they were very young when it happened. So this is a unique experience for all of us. But young moms have to be frightened to death, and and we could say guilt free buy this book, and 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 feel better. I mean, you gotta you gotta read, and you gotta spend time with your child. Uh, this is a good time to buy a book like this, and 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 enjoy it. Yeah, I feel for those new mothers. And my, oh my goodness, my heart. I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I know the fear I was feeling just, you know, having a baby in general, just what, what labor would be like and add to it everything that's going on. My sister actually just had a, has a one week old right now and um, just had a baby last week and she was feeling so much fear. And I am so proud to have this message out there because, um, yeah, I know that it's soothing. I know these words can be soothing for mothers and for fathers. And um, I think the message that, like, there's a part, like, um, you can be you. You don't have to be strong. You belong. I think that's something that maybe will really help mothers, too, and just know, like, whatever they're feeling is okay. If they're feeling fear, it's natural and okay. Well, congratulations to your sister, but I, I actually think what you're doing is very important, and and especially because of uh, because of the time, and it's uh, you know anything that's since I have four children, my wife and I have four children, and anything that's inspired wow. by yeah, you can yeah you can imagine <laughs> there the the, the, yes. the the youngest is 16, so we're we're a few years ahead of you here, but I you know nothing is like it. I mean there is no, when when you pass on your life and you. And, and you give it to someone else, and you put you all into that that new person, that individual. It's it's there, and to you know to to do this and to share this experience with with everyone else. It's a very personal experience, and sometimes people are very private. I, I give you kudos to you know in, enjoying well, letting us enjoy this with you, and and. Uh, you belongs just a wonderful song, inspirational song. It's beautiful, and the book uh, itself. But I, I think it's great. I, did you did you have second thoughts at all, or was it just all straight through? I'm going to write this book. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to share it. Was there any part of you that wanted your privacy? No, not with this because I had already put it out as a song, and I had already made that decision that I was going to share this thing that was really just meant as a nursery rhyme to Violet. Like, I already made the decision 
you know, when I was confronting, like, should I keep this for her? But I'm a really public, I, I share really openly as anyone, like my fans know, I'm really open on social media and very raw and real with, with my life because I just like to, to take off the mask of what people talk about and like show my vulnerability so other people know that whatever they're feeling is okay. Because I think so often with celebrity culture, like you see someone and you it feels so unreachable and so unattainable and then and then we feel more alone than ever because we feel like oh you know what's wrong with me that i'm feeling these feelings so i i like to use the small platform that i have to show like all of that is normal i was struggling with postpartum it's something that i talked about a lot on tour and i got to say it on stage at madison square garden actually to everyone like yeah i'm struggling with this if, if you are too it's normal it's okay um so i've always i've always been really comfortable being vulnerable and sharing parts of my life that Maybe um, other people might hesitate too, but I feel privileged to get to stand for truth and um, being raw and helping other people know that they're not alone. Let me remind folks to buy You Belong. It's a wonderful new book, children's book, by Rachel Platten, and you know her from Fight Song and Stand By You and so many other wonderful songs, and You Belong. And I, I saw footage of of uh, Rachel sharing that at Madison Square Garden, and I, I thought it was very courageous. It was wonderful. Frank McKay here with Rachel Platten. I, let me just address that for a second. I mean, that's uh, that's something again. That's very uh, that that's a very personal feeling, and I I think it's terrific that you you went that route with it because there are so many women who are who experience that i, I mean a, a great percentage i don't know what the percentage is but a great percentage of them and and they there's this guilt you know why am i why yeah. am i depressed why am i sad i just had a beautiful moment here but the fact that you're sharing it i i, I think says a lot about you and uh, you know a, a lot of fight song you know you hear it and you and you're all pumped up and you're excited about it but it, it's seems like the right person wrote that song and performed that song uh it's uh it, you've got a lot of that in you 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 want to share you want to help yes 100 percent. yes i do thank you you're so kind <laughs> you're such a sweet person but yes you you nailed it i do want to help and i i i feel this mission to i think more than anything like connect us and show everyone how alike we are and how alike our experiences are and how much we're all hurting and all celebrating you know and Life is life is hard and beautiful for all of us, you know. And I think that that's that's my mission in life is to remind us all how similar we are and how connected we are. Well, I know a lot of people are waiting to speak to you, and you're busy. And and of course, uh, with, with Violet Sky, what a beautiful name. Uh, it, she's she's waiting. Yeah, I hear you. my husband in the background. He's <laughs> not doing too well. Yeah, let me <laughs> listen. Let me let you get back to the, the important stuff there. But can you give us a website, a social media site, uh, someplace that people could follow you? Not only as as uh, the wonderful work you do musically, but uh, also your writing. And hopefully, this isn't the last book. Uh, Rachel Platten, uh, give us a, a social media site or yeah, website. please, sure. It's uh, at Rachel Platten, as simple as that on you know Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And um, I'm working on my TikTok channel, guys. I'm working on it, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm I try to be really um, raw and real in my posts too. And um, I thank you so much for your kind words about the book, and you're so sweet. Yeah. Well, I ordered it. I ordered two of them and everyone thank else you. should too. Rachel Platten, thank you. Get get back to Violet and your husband. Uh, congratulations on everything and I uh, hope to talk to you soon for a longer period of time. Rachel, thank you. Thank you, love. Bye-bye.
Rachel Platt and everyone has been our very special guest. You Belong. You Belong is the name of her children's book. And uh, she's uh, she's wonderfully open. I got to say that she's she's enjoying her her motherhood. She's enjoying her um, bringing you know life into this world. And hey, you know what? Bless her for doing that and and sharing and everything good and bad uh, that that comes along or you know positive and negative. She's sharing, and I think it's terrific. I I don't know. I, I everything. I've heard over this the first time I spoke to her. Everything I've I've heard over uh, I like and uh, it sounds uh, sounds like she's going to enjoy this. Her husband is going to enjoy the, every moment of this experience, and and we know she'll put that baby first and kids first, children first, always. And we've always gone by that. My wife and I have always gone by that. But Rachel Platten, her her book is You Belong. It's also a wonderful song. But Fight Song is a great, just a, a great tune and inspirational, uh, award-winning song. And, and she followed it up with another huge song, Stand By You. And she sings wonderfully, writes wonderfully, and she's got a big, big career ahead of her. She's relatively new to the fame game, and she's handling it very well. R Rachel Platten, everyone, is the author of You Belong. Please get it. And, and buy two, like I said, and give one out to, to someone as a gift. It's a, a children's book. I bought two for uh, for, for friends, and I'm going to certainly give them, you know, cheap, you know, inexpensive, I should say, book, but important to uh, to, to get young mothers through this, this crazy time and, and a nice little gift for a couple of young mothers that we know. Rachel Platten has been our very special guest. You know her from Fight Song and Stand By You, singer-songwriter, uh, children's author. Rachel Platten has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a terrific actor, Chris Brochu is our very special guest and so many people know him from so many different things you know of course the vampire diaries soul surfer and so much more got to ask him how it is working with anthony hopkins on his latest here absolutely thrilled to check this out it'll be coming out shortly on demand in theaters and it's called zero contact and it's a must get not only because of hopkins but because of chris he's terrific and they got a really great cast and thrilled to have him chris how are you I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, my first question. You know, to me, you know, it would be like almost overwhelming to be there. You know, maybe you've known him before. Maybe you've seen him before. Maybe you're just used to being around folks with that kind of talent. But Anthony Hopkins, ever since Silence of the Lambs, to me, and so many other things, but I mean, Silence of yeah. the Lambs just blew everybody away. Give us a little something about working with him. You know what? I got to tell you, the the closest I got to him was being on the movie poster. Uh, <laughs> and the reason for that was we actually, uh, first of all, all the actors 
Ashaba by himself. So we weren't even privy to any other of our co-stars when we were actually working because we were shooting so many different time zones that they would sit with me for three hours, then they would go to Vancouver, then they'd go to Tokyo, then you know they'd go to Dubai. And so I was actually filming the movie, and uh, we actually finished filming when my producer gave me the call and said, hey, guess who we got to play your father? And of course, I had zero <laughs> context or even the ability to say Sir Anthony Hopkins. When he told me that, I, uh, I, I questioned... Uh, whether or not this life is for real. <clears throat> wow. Actually, interesting way to shoot it. Was it shot during COVID? And I guess, by the way, technically was still in COVID. Uh, yeah. Was it shot during a lockdown? Or is that why you were doing it like that? Or is that just the mode that they chose to film the movie in? Yes, sir. So we, we shot the film basically maybe a month or so into the original lockdown. And... Uh, so it was, it was something completely different than we've ever done before. It was, uh, it was, I always say that it was this fun art experiment amongst friends, talented individuals that went right. And that's actually why they call it zero contact is because each shot that you see in this film, the actors had to set up and they had to do sound and they had to do set direction. They had to do the wardrobe. They had to do hair and makeup. Every shot you see was done by the actors themselves. Now, obviously, we had our GP and our director there. We had a couple meetings to figure out which setup would be the right one. But when it came to shoot, when it was rolling sound, speeding film, everything was done by that specific actor. So it was definitely a brand new way to shoot film. You know, when I introduce you, I introduce you as actor, but I love your voice. I love your songs. You got some great stuff, uh, not to deviate too much from the film, but are you recording, and pardon my ignorance on this, are you recording anything lately? Do you have anything released lately? So, uh, not recently. I've got a couple of demos that I want to release. Um, I was prepping up to shoot two and three. Uh, that just got pushed a couple months, so there, there's the the potential to definitely release some demos and then once these projects are in the can i got a little extra capital running around i'm definitely going to one of my plans is to get a full-length album done i've got an ep and some singles out but to be able to actually record some of these songs that really have gotten me through covid in these past you know five or so years uh it's it's, it's on my list for sure well, listen, and I appreciate you asking. Thank you. Your stuff is great. I mean, I kid you not. It's just absolutely terrific, and uh, I love all of that. Getting back to Zero Contact, and I ask people this all the time. When it's out, you know, when it premieres, are you too busy to be doing special for that moment, or is it too old news already to you <laughs> and your circle to celebrate the release of it? Do you sneak into the theaters? Do you try to see reactions from people? But do you have any kind of ritual that you do as the film's being released? You know what? I think it just depends for me, uh, you know, what what's available at the time. Uh, my last film that I did with Rick, was titled Recon, and uh, I actually got to go to the theater down in, uh, I think it was south of Los Angeles at that time. I took my cousins. We all went inside. It was a blast. This time around, uh, I'm, I'm living in Taos, New Mexico currently, and we have one movie theater that has uh, four different movies at a time, so I might have to wait for zero contact to hit my theater, but I think we might have to do a little streaming party with friends. 
you know, you're not going to believe this, but Taos, New Mexico is one of my favorite places in the world, and I've never lived there. It's just the mini Grand Canyon is there. Yep. Yeah, unless I'm mixing it up with another Taos, New Mexico, it is stunning, right? Yeah, what you might be talking about is the gorge, um, uh, and it basically just overlooks the Rio Grande, and it is definitely a, a sight to behold. And, yeah, Taos is one of these very special places that um, – it attracts a certain type of individual and uh, it, there's a lot of artists. There's a lot of uh, tradesmen out here as well. And so we have a really cool uh, community out here of creatives and, <clears throat> and also just the nature in and of itself is what keeps me here that we have this, I, I have a view of the mountain and I can go down to the river and fish and do whatever. And so I've always, when I was living in LA, was always driving into the forest, you know, maybe once every two weeks or something, just to kind of reset and ground myself out. I'm a little bit of a nature boy, so living out here is a is a dream come true. Well, listen, I'm like you on that end. And Taos, if anybody's anywhere around Taos, you got to get there. You know, right when you pull in, you know, right by the gorge, there's like painted buses. And you can tell right away you're in a much different place. And it's awesome. Yep. Chris, before I let you go, do you have a social media site, uh, website, anything that you could point us to to pay attention to? Yes, sir. Uh, my main kind of mode for social media is Instagram. And it's Christopher underscore M as in Michael underscore brochu my last name b-r-o-c-h-u i have a little blue check mark there so you know that it's me uh anything that i post will go through there so any news information art music anything of that kind you can definitely find there chris congratulations on everything i'd love to talk to you one time just about your music thank you very much for being here we'll be talking about the film as we let you go i, I appreciate it and i will talk to you anytime about music please have me back chris thanks for being here pleasure be well zero contact everyone first film a trilogy uh the vampire diaries and soul surfer and so many other things good musician good singer songwriter very talented guy chris brochu it's uh spelled b-r-o-c-h-u you know check out his stuff check out his music he's terrific zero contact is the name and so many people are going to see because of anthony Hopkins and first in a trilogy. I mean, they're confident, right? I mean, they're confident that it's going to be picked up and the next two are going to be put out. But I guess maybe they have a mate already or whatever. But it's terrific. Chris Brochu has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Margie Haber. She is so influential in Hollywood because of her acting abilities and her ability to teach people to act and help hone their skills 
everyone from Brad Pitt to Vince Vaughn to Tiffany Haddish to you name it. She has worked with some of the absolute biggest names out there. And her latest is a book. And it's not just for actors. It's for anyone. Right from the title, you can kind of tell where she's going. It's a must-get. Everyone must get this book. Get two, get one for you, and one for somebody who's stuck in a comfort zone. It's called F Your Comfort Zone. And, you know, again, the, the full word. But we're on terrestrial radio. We can't see it. Margie Haber, how are you? <laughs> oh, I just love it. I think you should go out and, on uh, to all the stations and get that intro. That was an excellent intro. Well, listen. So I, far, the best so far, I must say. Yeah, well, listen, let me just say this. It's easy to introduce someone who's got the track record that you have and the qualifications that you have. Give us the book. Don't I spoil just, it, of I course. I just want to we, say, before I tell you anything, I just want to say something. I'm from Long Island, you know. Are you really? Hey, some of the listeners are from Long Island, from Hewlett and Cedars. And my sisters and everyone are from Palm Beach. Aren't you um, all over there right now? Yeah, well, yeah oh, definitely. Yeah, you could hear us in Palm Beach for sure, West Palm Beach. And, yeah, all, we're in some good spots, and we match up. we got a lot in common. When, when, when are people going to – when is this going to be aired so I can tell all the people to listen? Within the next couple of days. I'll get you an air date. Don't worry about that. But in the meantime, okay. the book. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is exciting. Yeah. And, uh, look, Very. I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting for you to write – I don't know about this exact book, but something here. Give us the genesis of it. When did this start? When did you start – thinking about okay. writing this book. Well, you know, I've, I've written an acting book before and stuff like that. I mean, um, I've been doing this for 173 years. <laughs> but now, during the pandemic, um, all the time, this whole world has changed so much. And I have always believed that there is that I need to help people find their personal power. I do that with my, all my actors. I, I don't teach acting. I teach creating, I call it. I, you know, the opportunity to be willing to open up and let yourself be seen. And so this book that I wrote, even though there are a lot of actors, including Tiffany Haddish, that have told stories in it, um, it's really for everybody. Because if you, you, first of all, if you're an actor, you can't be an act, you can't create a character unless you know yourself really well. <clears throat> Excuse me, because how can you actually live another person's life if you don't know what makes you, um, stay in your comfort zone, um, how you control your, how you get stuck in control, um, how you, where your critical parent comes up, right? But for regular people, whatever profession you are, housewife or mechanic or a radio host, whatever you are, it's a hard thing to trust, right? A hard thing to open up. And I found that the more I gave people permission to, to jump out of the comfort zone, the more people began to find that they could do this through empathy and curiosity and that it's not a, pin, a punch, it's a pinch because all of us are very sensitive, right? And we get hurt easily. So um, to look at yourself and say, when do I become a victim and how do I get out of that? And there's some very good techniques and very good stories that people who've gone through all that we're talking about, because we all have this in common. It's a, a straight jacket we call comfort zones. When we're thinking we're, we, we, we think we are safe, but becomes a personal prison of our own making, right? So I say my, in the book, I talk a lot about becoming a lead in your own life is not a one-time achievement. It's a steady progression of small victories. Just small victories, one little victory at a time. 
Margie, is it harder to get people to follow this advice? And I'm talking specifically about the advice in this book about getting out of your comfort zone. Is it harder to get people that have a big track record to follow this advice? Or is it harder to get people that have no track record to go along with this? Hmm. Good question. Let me think about this. I would say to you, it depends upon your willingness, right? Like I have a student of mine who has been on series after series after series, and she came to me and for in nine months she hadn't booked. And she was like, what? I can't do it wrong. I can't do it. I said, the problem is you want to book. You don't want to create. You're not allowing yourself. Because only one person, when you audition, only one person gets that part. So you can't think that's your goal. Just like a, a human being who goes on interview, you, you know, you can't, pray to get the job, right? You have to you have to have fun and enjoy the creation and enjoy and have curiosity and empathy. I think when you change that goal. So a person like that, she once she was willing to drop her armor, because every one of us have armor, and let it and let and let me in and let herself grow, um, she's now can't stop booking. She's booked everything, movies, T V shows, everything. Uh, I worked with a guy, um named Haddis who is the director of Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And he's not an actor. He came to me because he was stuck in his in his uh, perfectionism, right? And he finally said, you know, I just want to find a way to get open and create. And this guy is so different now because he was his willingness. So to answer your question, whether you have somebody who's been um, new at the game and never done anything, and it, or it's just a, a person who just wants to find his personal power. It's all about: Are you willing to to risk to be seen? Are you willing to be the lead, come the lead in your own life, whether you're an actor or not? Margie Haber is our guest, and her latest is F Your Comfort Zone. You can Google her. She has a resume a mile long. Some of the biggest names, biggest talents in Hollywood. Margie, before we let you go, anything else that you want to add before? I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you, but if you want to give us anything that's coming up besides the book, we'll be talking about the book as we let you go, and definitely don't leave us without giving us social media sites or websites to follow along with what you're doing. Right. Well, um, I, I teach all over the world. You know, since it's been, we've had this uh, pandemic, I've been doing mostly, you know, Zoom. Uh, which, so you you could be, and every Monday I do a free class. You don't have to be an actor. Every Monday at 3 o'clock, I help people find their personal power. It's, you know, all you have to do is go on MargieHaber.com and find out about when, you know, how to sign up for these free Monday classes to get to to know yourself. And even though it's acting, it's also learning how to use your imagination and uh, jumping out of your comfort zone. Um, I'm teaching in London in September. I teach all over. The thing is to follow me on Margie Haber, uh, and Margie Haber Studio, um, and Instagram and everything else, and you'll be informed by it. I, I think I want to leave with saying that, you know, we're all the same. No one is any better than you are. Nobody's worse than you are. We all have it within us to really be the lead in our own life. And I think one of the things is to say it's worth it's worthwhile to trust another human being and to trust yourself. Margie, congratulations on all your success. The book is just the latest. Thank you very much for being here. I hope you read it. I will. Margie Haber, everyone. Absolutely terrific. What a career she's had and is having. 
every Monday you can check out a free class. And, and like she said, you don't have to be an actor to get something out of this. And she talks about getting out of your comfort zone. It's called F your comfort zone. It's F blank CK, right? Your comfort zone. And that'll uh, kind of hammer down the point of what she's making in this book. I assume the point that she's making in this book. You know, she's had tremendous success. Brad Pitt, Vince Vaughn, Tiffany Haddish, uh, who are some of the other people? Halle Berry, amazing, amazing names, careers that she has affected, and you know, so many people along the way on a terrific career in coaching the showbiz elite and the not-so-elite. You know what? Get the book, F Your Comfort Zone, Available anywhere, starting now. And Maggie Haber will get her for a longer period of time, somewhere along the line. And would love to hear her. She's you know just kind of scrambling from uh, interview to interview here, and thrilled to get her for a little bit of time. And you know she loves to teach. You know, look, some people love to act. Some people love to teach. Some people love to teach acting. She's one of those. And she is you know, taught and trained thousands of actors, coached hundreds of corporate types and religious figures and public and political leaders. Tremendous career that she's had and workshops all across the world. Wonderful talent. Maggie Haber has been our very special guest. And the name of her latest is F Your Comfort Zone. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.